Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NBA Top Shot Weekly Tip-Off Show, brought to you by OTMNFT.com. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at Own the Moment, and this is episode 26 of the podcast. This is the show where we will update you on all the news and information you need heading into this week in NBA Top Shot. And as always, I'm joined by my co-founder, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, how are we doing tonight? It's going well. I uh, feel that my blank wall and partly window is just being completely overdone. I mean, I don't have the Rodgers. We got the Darren Fox. Like, I got to up the game. All of my collection, my fanhood, it's virtual. It's NFTs. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe I have to actually re- bring the real world out here, too. Yeah, maybe we have to get you one of those. You know, we can put something in your wall. You can display your NFTs. You can have the Jokic handles going on in the background during all of the shows. You can flex the double jersey number LeBrons. I think we are on to something here, Justin. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Shout out to a couple of those companies that are building some of the, uh, you know, uh, what is it, screens, real world, like the NFTs. Uh, let us know. We will definitely uh, give you some product placement right there. Love it. Love it. And of course, every week on the show, we're going to be bringing on a special guest from across the industry to join us. And with us tonight, we have the man who's out there grinding the challenges. He's dropping some top-notch analysis all over Twitter. And of course, bringing the community some fantastic content via his sub stacks. We have John Jackson, aka John Boy Beats. John, how are we doing tonight? Doing great, guys. I mean, anytime there's 150,000 stress test packs, there's got to be some stuff brewing in the Top Shot world. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love a good Monday afternoon stress test surprise. So I think that really is the best way to kick off the Top Shot week, aside from this show. But, you know, the, the perfect two combinations. I mean, what more could you really ask for on a Monday So just want to go ahead, set the stage for tonight's show. We're going to be talking through all the the news and notes, just keep you guys posted on anything that happened over the weekend. Uh, As a reminder, do want to share our weekly schedule here for those of you that maybe are not familiar, but we're going to be doing this show every Monday, then every Wednesday night, same time, 8.30 Eastern. Justin and I, occasionally with a guest, we'll be doing more strategy show. And then on Fridays uh, and recorded... Our first one last week, I'm just going to be doing a solo podcast, quick 20, 30-minute recap of the week, putting in some little fun segments there, TJ's top three takeaways, so you guys can hear directly from me what I'm taking out of the week, and then my tilt segment of the week where I talked about the fact that I completely did not get my rebound pack because I I transitioned to my phone and then just like totally forgot about it, and then 10 o'clock at night, I was like, I definitely did not get my rebound back. And then once you miss the boat, you're, you're, you're out of luck. So I'm not is, doing that. The truth is there, TJ, like I know you were tilting, but in reality, it's the OTM community that should be tilting. Because those all be those, gifts. right, exactly. So uh, the problem is you just aren't incentivized enough because you know that you're ending up having to gift them mm-hmm. to the bots or the OTM community. So uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to incentivize you to uh, keep tabs on your packs. Yeah, I mean, last time when I opened the pack, I was supposed to only have to give away one of the moments, and you just made up that you could just change the rules and force me to give up two. Like, come on, that's not quite a fair playing field here. I was feeling giving, generous. (laughs) And then we have the NBA Weekly Recap article from Bach that he sends out in the Discord. We are 
are working on ways to get that onto our website in the near future, as well as the NBA rankings refresh from Bach. And then the Sunday, ask me anything in the Discord. So Neil was in there last night answering a ton of questions. We'll, we'll have another team member. I think it might it might be me or Justin coming up next, Justin. We'll, we'll have to, to draw straws behind the scene to see who gets to go this week. But I think it's going to be one of us. I'll be on the road this weekend. Oh, you'll be on the road. So I think it should be me this week. I can't say too much about it, but uh, next Monday right. there's going to be a big show in the industry. Um, so I'll be down in Miami joining that. And uh, we'll just count that as a little bit of a tease for now. Love it. Love it. So I'll go ahead and commit myself to being in the Discord on Sunday night. And then, John, do you want to give you an opportunity here? Where can the, the people find you? Plug all your stuff. I'm going to drop your Substack link into the chat as well. It's also in the video description for anyone that wants to check that out. But definitely go ahead, John, give them the quick blurb on what you're doing with your Substack. Yeah, right on. So I basically, um, you know, there's two different versions. There's the the free version that I put out, you know, pretty one uh, pretty long email every week with just uh, some kind of tidbits of different analysis throughout um, what's what's been going on that I try to try to get a long analysis in there and then there's a paid version five bucks a month that you get access to the uh, google sheets that i run that um, have a bunch of different tools and then a daily email for me a little bit shorter um but still kind of action-packed so so yeah um and then obviously on twitter john boy beats i I put out plenty of stuff on there as well so uh i'm uh very very uh well endowed to the otm community already i know Awesome stuff. Yeah, definitely check out all of John's content. Also, go ahead, hit that like button when you have a chance. We we already have two dislikes. I mean, come on. We, we just started, people. We're, the haters are just coming out in full force. Who the heck thumbs down? You can't like it that much or else you want to – can't dislike it that much or else you want to tune in. Anyways, that's just uh, – yeah. Haters going to hate, right, John? All right, guys, let's jump into a bit of the agenda here. So wanted to start off with just some – News and notes, recap some of the things that went down last week, as well as talk through next steps that we have coming up here. Um, So the Dapper team released a State of NBA Top Shot blog uh, last Friday, I believe, on the 23rd. And one of the big focuses was on withdrawal. So obviously a hot topic across the industry. We can see the, the fantastic progress that has been made in terms of the number of collectors with withdrawal access in the blog, they stated that more than half of eligible collectors now have access to withdrawals. They're currently working on the speed of processing these requests. So right now they're saying that 90% of the withdrawals are processed within seven days and they're looking to continue to improve that further. So I think some really great progress on this front. It's something that the Dapper team has said that it has been a priority for them. And I think it, it's pretty clear that it has been in this growth that we're seeing. And I, I know that I personally know a ton of collectors that now have the ability to withdraw and some that have made some withdrawals. And uh, yeah, so good news on that front. Any any comments on the withdrawals, Justin or John? Yeah, no, I think that's really helpful, obviously. Uh, and just to kind of see the progress, um, you know, it wasn't obviously going to continue at like an exponential form here. It still is a manual level of labor for them to continue to, you know, add these withdrawal access. And I do know as well as as they get into more complex accounts, it does sound like it takes them a bit longer to go through. Um, but at the end of the day, this is we knew this was going to be, you know, just something that people were complaining about in the short term. Another thing that people that they are just, you know, bearish or didn't get into the platform or had a poor experience, whatever it was, it was the easiest thing to kind of call out and kind of throw shade on and call it the Ponzi scheme or whatever. 
uh, very, very shortly. This is going to be a completely a thing of the past. Yeah, it seems like we're trending towards the beginning of playoffs, kind of having, you know, probably near that 200,000 range, which is, you know, good, uh, good chunk of the users. So I, I'm, uh, I, I'm putting it behind us. I'm not sure it's worth talking too much about withdrawals and access and all that stuff. I think it's, it's on the positive upswing. Yeah. And I think one, one thing we actually didn't mention here, um, but kind of went under the radar that 50% of accounts got the transaction history as well, transaction transaction log. So I myself have not, uh, so I didn't get a chance to kind of play with it, but I saw some screenshots on Twitter. Uh, but I think that's a very valuable under the radar addition uh, and just adds a level of legitimacy uh, and usability for, you know, for people like us where, yes, you can go to your, you know, click the bell and see all your kind of purchases and stuff. And it's not in the greatest format, but be able to see like, hey, how much did I actually transact? Because right now, for me, the experience has been I put Dapper on. I don't know how much I've put on. Like, I guess I can go to my Coinbase and see what the transactions are. But it's a, you know, not a really seamless process. Uh, being able to kind of solve that and just making it easier to really track your, I think adds a level of legitimacy to the platform. Definitely. So great news on the withdrawal front, as John said, I think it, it's going to just become a non-conversation, which is is really what we're looking for. And as Anthony says, no longer have to listen to the clowns on <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> uh, and then just wanted to also highlight a couple bullet points from the office hours that occurred on Friday. So shout out to Jake for providing us with the awesome office hours notes as always. We found out that there's going to be some sort of new special common set after Cool Cats. We'll definitely be talking Cool Cats in more depth later this show. But the idea is that we expect Cool Cats to wrap up probably sometime in the next month, maybe before the playoffs. We'll, we'll see. And then obviously the Master Challenge goes along with that. And then there's going to be some sort of new special common set that comes after that. They also talked about how they have a, a project going on to somehow let diehard fans pick the best highlights and their favorite plays to become moments. So that's an interesting engagement angle. Talked about some in arena benefits to come for collectors of NBA games. I know that's something that we've often speculated on, but kind of getting that confirmation that that, that is something they're discussing. And then they're going to continue to iterate on the rare and legendary pack requirements. And they're targeting that 25 to 50% of collectors end up being eligible, which seems like a, a pretty fair and reasonable number to me. I talked a little bit about that in the solo podcast on Friday, just in terms of expecting the requirements to continue to evolve and as collectors trying to make sure that that we're one step ahead, right? So if you barely would have met the requirements for the last pack drop, you probably want to upscale yourself a bit to make sure that you're getting ahead of the game and, and don't just expect that the bar stays the same for future pack drops. I think, I think that's well said. Uh, and so going through your bullets, starting at the top one, I've loved the theories out there of what's going to come after cool cats. Anything, I thought I mean, this was great. <laughs> what's the opposite of a cool cat? A hot dog. Like, yeah, makes <laughs> sense. And then people kind of taking that a deep, a, a level deeper to be like, okay, who would be the dogs? How do they kind of, uh, um, you know, what are the kind of play ons there? I don't know if they really said though, that this is going to be the same thing as cool cats. We're like cool cats. It's gone on for, it's going to be about a three, four month period. You have, multiple multiple drops all these challenges this could just be another common set a special common set that's more like uh you know what we saw with seeing stars where it's kind of a one-time thing maybe it's a multiple something in between um but we don't have that much time left in the season so i'd be surprised if it's going to be something as drawn out as the cool cats was uh but i think it's just having common cool common sets 
is a great way to kind of include engagement. It's pack drops that a lot of people have a great chance of getting at. It's pack drops that can attract new users and those new users kind of start turning into a collector because if you want to complete the challenge or complete a set, it's a bit more feasible to do. Uh, so I think having more more common sets is a, is a lot better for this ecosystem going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the one of the things that I've been thinking about, and this is probably more of a future thing, but you know how they had all the different sets, like the the throwdown and the denied and stuff like that, and and I think those may may have been rare sets in series one, but it would be cool that if they could like kind of you know you know uh, group up all like some of the best like highlights from the year and have that be like kind of a right before playoffs, just a common set of like ten to fifteen moments that are just like some of those, you know, highlights that everybody's just been searching through all year and, and label it something like, you know, some sort of highlight reel type of thing. I know, you know, they fit in some of those moments with the Edwards dunk and stuff like that, but um, it would be kind of cool to get that pack that just is like, okay, this is a common, but all these moments are just awesome, you know? Right. Like, you know, Miles Bridge, like you could do an entire set of just Miles Bridges, right, TJ? Uh, we'll get to Miles Bridges later in the freaking show, Justin. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> but yes, he does have some sick. The you can make some thing. sick dunks from Bridges. Uh, but yeah, I see. Uh, it's like John Hickey saying maybe it's a playoffs common set, maybe like that seeing stars. I think that's also definitely possible. Um, and yeah, like we had uh, a few of those sets that you referenced, or even a couple legendary ones that are outside of the main from um, the first one is uh, from the first uh, series as well seems like there's you know not going to be much rhyme or reason or really consistency outside of those core you know hollow mgle and so forth um i was honestly surprised that like rookie debut ended up not being a year over year set like that i i think the rookie debuts are for the series one are some of the best moments um because it really aligns that kind of rookie aspect i think i mentioned this on a previous show maybe they don't want the rookie to be just so heavily weighted compared to the card market because it dilutes you know the more general and they want to say hey everything has value so we'll add the badges but not an entire like set like that each time but then they've also teased that maybe there would be the rookie legendary so who knows it's all speculations all guesses um but we'll continue to kind of stay engaged and see what happens yeah makes a ton of sense any any other things that either of you guys want to touch on in terms of of some of the i mean i think we talked last week enough about the the pack drop requirements i don't think we need to elaborate that on that much further but john any any other comments that you wanted to make on any of those bullets or just any of the the top items that we heard about last week i mean i think just the thing is that uh, you know them saying they're targeting 25 to 30 percent of collectors eligible which is quite a bit higher than what were eligible for the legendary and for the rare or the, the last MGLE. So, um, you know, maybe a good for those that feel like they got burned, even though they are a true collector, maybe they're trying to work through some more angles to, uh, to get some more people involved. Yeah, we'll see. And I thought it was interesting that they grouped and they said, we're targeting 25 to 30% for rare and legendary. I would have thought that it would have been more like, Maybe for rare, you target 25 to 30%. Maybe for legendary, you target something like 10%. Um, because it feels like it should be harder to get that legendary, but maybe they're just trying to say, like, you know, hey, we feel the same amount of people should be eligible for our nice moments. Um, obviously, you got to pay a little more for some of the others. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. And uh, I 
I think people would be pretty happy with 25 to 30% chance of getting those, those going consistency and across a year basis, if you join them all, you probably end up with approximately one rare and one legendary pack, which is kind of cool. Sense. All right, and then obviously the big news of this Monday was that we had a, another surprise pack drop stress test series two release 31. So we had 50,000 more packs that were out there and for grabs. I think we had ended up what with just over 100,000 people in line. Just 113 is what Top Shop was posting during that. Yeah, 113,000 people. So less than we've seen in the past. I think a lot of that is because it was. This was the fastest that we've seen in a bit where it was just only a 30-minute warning. So for anyone that, that disabled the notifications from OTM, yeah, you <laughs> got to get the notifications back on. We're dropping out those tweets. We got the, the pack drop bot in Discord that identifies the packs pretty much five minutes before they come onto the Top Shot website, which is, is super helpful. But, uh, yeah, we had only one number one that was available, Xavier Tillman. I actually just went to look to see if anyone pulled it, and I went to the, the number one jersey listing on our site, and it looks like somebody must have pulled it because it is currently Ooh. for sale. Unfortunately, I think it's a little higher than dingling what he's been targeting, but again, this is a, you know, you get the double rookie. Um, badge and uh, what we've been kind of seeing is if there's a moment under 5,000, that's a serial number one, Dingling has been kind of scooping it. And then depending on who it is and the kind of badge, it'll go up a little higher. For the jersey numbers, it's usually the cliff seems to be about 2,000. If there's anything under 2,000, either he or someone else purchases. I was grabbing a couple of them when they were down near 1,500, 1,000. Um, and then the last thing we just added was that last serial. And this is one that we're still trying to get a feel for um, because it's clearly not as valued as the number one and the uh, jersey. But we're still seeing. So if you go to last serial, TJ, we can see what the lowest asks are from a ratio of price. Because um, I think that's – oh, you're still telling me. Yeah, I need to reset that. Uh, but I think that's where it's interesting to be like – because sometimes you can get a last serial for – one and a half X the low ask um, because, you know, here, let's sort by low ask over here, Tej. Or sorry, not low, oh, price not low ask, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And one more. So there you go. Yeah, you're getting a CP3. So this is the hollow S2. Um, and uh, that's the only four, you know, not much more. And then obviously there's more expensive ones, but you can go down to, DeAndre Jordan's 2x and still under a thousand. So, uh, you know, if you do value uh, that last serial, uh, I think there's definitely some opportunities here. Yeah, makes sense. We put out a tweet earlier, but I noticed that Dingling has bought even more <laughs> since we tweeted. Like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> wow, what do we have? So 45, 45 minutes ago, bought and Bob Gannon, Bogdanovich. Yep. And as we said, look at those prices, 5,500, 6,000. Uh, so that's kind of where he sees that, hey, if it goes below five, he's definitely in. Above that, you got to make some decisions. Um, I'm still holding on to my three jerseys uh, that are uh, Top Shot debut moment, three jerseys. And uh, Dingling knows he's going to have to pay a little more than uh, the market value for those <laughs> if it ends up. Oh. Uh... Yeah, a lot of respect for the most bullish person in Top Shot. Dingling, shout out to you. 
Did you guys watch uh, uh, Jamie's live stream today for the Dingling uh, two packs he purchased? John, did you hear I, that? I, think I was on there. I did see it uh, uh, a little bit, and I heard about it. But I, uh, what, what was it? What was kind of the rundown? It was like some legendary playoff packs or something like that. Yeah. So he. Uh, so I believe. Um, what was it? Is it Jamie? Um, what's his account? I'll have TJ pull it up while I'm talking. Yeah. Um, but he had two finals legendary packs, and he was in it. You know, there you go. Yeah. So Sonic Jamie. Um, he's one of the OGs in this space. And so he had a couple extra packs left over. And so two of those were the legendary finals packs. And within those packs, the number one LeBron was still available. Um, and so he kind of built out what he thought was the value of those packs. He came to about 24,000, um, negotiated with Dingling. Dingling ended up buying them for 20,000 each. And so we got two packs for 20 K each and then live on stream today, um, Jamie and his other co-hosts kind of uh, ripped through those packs, knowing that it was already purchased by Dingling and they were gifting the moment. So unfortunately did not get a LeBron, uh, but ended up coming away with a Duncan Robinson and an AD number 11, um, which is a pretty, pretty strong hit as well. And interesting enough, I think the last person to purchase an AD legendary finals uh, was Dingling and him buying it for around 14, 15,000. Um, so Sure, he's not not upset with how it ended up. Obviously, he would have liked the LeBron or that chance the number one, but yeah. And then segueing, segueing perfectly into the next. Oh, go for it, John. No, I was just gonna say that kind of some of the potential of those future having the the ability to sell packs in the future. It's that that kind of that game on you know what what people think it's worth, what you think it's worth, what the actual expected value is. It's going to be interesting once right. that's a, a yeah and i mean i think it was a perfect opportunity for both people to capitalize on their risk risk their, their risk profile so for example jamie he just said he's about to start a new job he's getting married soon and he's holding on to these packs and he knows that like hey it's not in the short term that he's going to be able to gift you know sell these packs on site and so he can either hold on to it for a while or and and still it's a majority of the time it's not going to be worth more than probably 10k per pack there's the upside that if it is lebron number one it's 250 plus uh and so you take that expected value and it makes sense that jamie took a strong forty thousand dollars out of those two packs and dingling maybe got some value because he was hoping more for that you know hey paying that uh willing to give up a you know willing to pay get a value in his EV because the guy Jamie wants to get that cash while Dingling's hoping for that more upside once in a, you know, blue moon, get that LeBron. Yeah. And speaking of Dingling, we had two challenges expire over the last couple of days and lo and behold, Dingling pulls the number 25 Jersey number for the Ben Simmons reward in the hollow icon five challenge. So adding another jersey number to the collection and justin and i were looking i think there there's there were five or six moments that have 25 counts and then the ben simmons is now like the sixth or seventh most rare yeah. moment that that exists on top shot yeah obviously the most rare in series two um you know, we saw, uh, I believe Wade's pulled number three. We saw some other friends um, get some, you know, obviously anyone, anything is a great number where there's only a mint of 28. 
yeah. and then my favorite is the number two was pulled, posted for sixteen thousand, and Harrison Barnes scooped it up. So uh, yeah. not only did Harrison Barnes complete the challenge himself, yeah. he then went and purchased number two for sixteen thousand. Yep. So we can see where the Simmons falls here, and like Justin yeah. said, there he is. <laughs> Harrison Barnes yeah. takes the number two for for sixteen k. So pretty pretty cool stuff. That's one of the things I do like right when the challenges are over. I go to Crypto Slam just to see the first couple ten people that got a good cereal or whatever. And I I mean obviously with the twenty eight, I saw Barnes in there. I was like, man, that is awesome that he's not just uh, just an NBA player grabbing packs. He's like actually going in there and completing challenges. It's so sick. Yeah. Now he uh, he. <laughs> He really likes the platform from what he says, and uh, I think we'll continue to see him stay engaged going forward. Yeah, and then we had the Cool Cats 4 complete, where we saw 5,588 people complete that challenge. And now we have the Cool Cats 5 for the Fred Van Vliet reward coming up. Nice. I know, John, you were obviously heavily uh, invested, not from a financial standpoint, but from a time standpoint, from like uh, just mentally invested in this space. What are your thoughts on what happened with uh, Cool Cats and the FBV and just, you know, everything around that? Yeah, I mean, I think from a Cool Cats 4 standpoint, you know, early on, it was kind of easy to see that this was going to be the most different challenge that we had gotten, you know, to date in the Cool Cat series, right? With the with a couple of commons that were the bottlenecks versus the actual Cool Cats themselves. Um, and I, I mean, to be honest, I was a little bit surprised how long that it took for people to kind of get the sense for that. Um, I think, um, you know, everybody was still, you know, holding on to the the normal challenge uh, kind of trend that's been happening where you know, you, it kind of hits a peak or plateau maybe towards the, the middle and then kind of tails off towards the end. Um, but what we saw in like Cool Cats 3 was some of the Cool Cats guys like um, skyrocketed near the end and, and they were able to get flipped for a little bit. And so, um, you know, just the whole week, just seeing different questions and seeing different people about it, um, it was it was definitely pretty polarizing on people's stances on, on that. But, um, you know, one of the things that I started looking at um, – really after the Anthony Davis um, kind of got squeezed at the very end of seeing stars um, was you know, how, how to try to figure that out at the end, how to try to understand like which moments are going to be more needed at the end and which weren't. Um, and I, I forget which one it was. I think there was a challenge that had Zion in it and he was for the most of the challenge, he was the um, highest, you know, priced uh, piece of the challenge. And on the last day, he was just free falling as people were trying to kind of unload him um, and, and sell him, you know, to flip it. And so, you know, that kind of triggered my brain, like maybe there's other ways to try to figure out what's really going to be the most owned besides just the highest price. Um, and so that's where, you know, factoring in a bunch of different things to try to figure out that squeeze is basically just, um, you know, simplifying it down to like how many are needed based on you know the tools on the otm website which is awesome um that, that neil has run in, and then how many are listed in the marketplace um and kind of like you know doing some comparisons there and accounting for dupe accounting for additional undercut and stuff like that um but but using those kind of metrics is where 
the, the sleeper of Jeremy Grant kind of um, popped up. And, um, you know, that, that was something early on in, in the week um, was a great buy because, you know, there was uh, a lot of potential with only 700 listings. But then um, it kind of didn't play out great at the end. And maybe we could talk about that later. I have some kind of theories on that. But um, anyways, I, I thought it was a cool challenge to watch, especially that last day when everybody was just kind of running up at the end. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like the Jeremy Grant one was really interesting because we were talking like, how do the actual the metrics and then the user perception play? Because all the data was showing like, hey, this should continue to rise, but there's just this mental stigma of, well, that's a still a slash thirty five k, so like it shouldn't go that high. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just sell mine at the thirty eight, thirty nine dollars rather than let it continue to climb as the Dwight's and Abacas did. Right. Well, and I think the the crazy part of the grant, I mean, like, it's funny how you see some of these things happen sometimes. And I know there was like a good example when um, the LeBron seeing stars came up, like, right after that, there was like a big marketplace shutdown. Um, and so like, the the LeBron seeing stars was like climbing up like past 1000 onwards to like 1200 people were just gladly buying it. And then the marketplace shut down people like realize they all of a sudden had a LeBron on their account or whatever. And then as soon as it opened up, it just like cratered back down to like seven, 800. And it's like people, you know, you got to kind of understand like what the demand is a little bit and try to, you know, play into, you know, play it smartly. And, and I think that what we saw that on like Saturday with Jeremy Grant, where all these people started buying up Grant because of, you know, seeing such a small listing and it got down to where there was like 200 listings on the whole site, which is like a crazy amount compared to being a 35 K moment. Um, and, but then, you know, everybody started kind of flipping it to try to get that profit. And, and that was one of the big takeaways I had when I kind of did a little bit of a post-mortem after like, okay, why, why didn't Grant run up as much at the end? And I, I kind of did some math and figured out that there was a lot more people who were piling up Grant, um, during the challenge than people that were actually completing the challenge. Um, you can kind of do some quick, quick comparisons there. And so, I've actually added that into my spreadsheet moving forward just to try to make sure like we're not we're not targeting a guy who's maybe overexposed in that flipping and that kind of last minute free fall because when it gets crunch time there at the end and you're trying to you're trying to chase the underwave it, it is hard <laughs> hard to manage. Yeah. Well, and I think one thing and I think you and I talked about this in the Discord earlier, but the maybe it was on Twitter too. Uh, the risk if you are buying the Jeremy Grant to complete the challenge and you just need one and waiting is that maybe it does jump from 40 to $45 and it costs you an extra $5. If you're someone that has 10 of these Jeremy yeah. Grants, the risk of waiting and selling is not just that $5 and it's not just $5 for each of them. It's if you don't sell it at 40, well then, and if you don't sell it at 35, those are going to drop down to five. So now our risk yeah. is $25 per, plus if you have 10, we're looking at 250. So the risk for the seller is literally, I mean, we're talking 500X of compared to the person who's buying. Yeah. And I think that's why uh, near the end of the challenges, like there ends up being that sell-off and it's logical, uh, but it's something we should account for. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But it was, yeah, but it was uh, I think it was, I guess I wouldn't say comforting, but I mean, it was, it was interesting to see how basically like all of the 15 K 35 K guys just dropped down pretty much to like what the initial, um, you know, initial, uh, you know, 
price was before the challenge, just kind of proving that, hey, everybody is, you know, basically just completing these challenges and then dumping off the moments. And I mean, I'm sure there's some people that are sticking them in there, but for the most part, everybody's everybody's just trying to kind of get out of it and grab the Westbrook. Yeah. And then and TJ McConnell instantly goes to seven dollars in the yeah. Cool Cats Five. Just outrageous. Yeah. And I think TJ has it on the screen, but like when I'm doing the analysis, like I have to take into both sides because, as you said, I think a decent amount they bought that Dwight Howard, and then they just hold on to it because I don't know. I got it. I like it. Whatever. But mm-hmm. then you also have the ones who will do anything to sell it, so they'll actually go below what the previous market was because it was maybe hanging around like sixteen dollars fifteen. And so I usually actually am baking in, at least in this more of a bear stagnant market, is that the price post-challenge will actually drop a little below what it was before, just because people are willing to go lower just to sell it because they don't actually have interest in that moment. They had interest in the cool cat for the challenge or whatever. Right. And that was one of the things that I, I, I was kind of figuring out earlier on with some of the all the different all-star challenges that were going um with when you know when those moments are a little bit more higher priced um and they're gonna carry a little bit better of a you know value after the fact but um i mean it got to the point where the challenge timer ended you could set your clock for minutes you grab moment that just got done and it was like that was like basically gonna be the low of like all time or whatever and then you set your clock for another 30 minutes and you go check what it was worth and it had already jumped back up as people kind of started buying that dip back up. And um, so, I mean, I think, you know, obviously there's some opportunity if people are trying to play the game of, you know, getting in and failed transactions and all that stuff to buy low, but just in general for people, you know, whether it's an MGLE challenge or, you know, some of the, some of these challenges where the, the, the pieces are a little bit more valuable, it's, it's important to try to remember that um, kind of moving forward. If, Hey, if you just want a piece from that challenge and, and you're seeing that they're continually spiking over the last week, just wait as soon as that timer goes, start checking it, you know, refreshing every couple minutes and, and trying to find a good value there um, to hold into your collection, you know, long-term. Cause that's, that's oftentimes going to be a low that you're not going to be able to find, um, you know, naturally. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think we definitely see the, the cliff of prices dropping when the challenge ends a lot more steeply with the the lower priced ones than in, you know, as you get into the metallic golds or the hollow icons, because the the moments are more valuable and because the the collectors that are participating in those, we, we don't see as steep of a drop. I mean, I have to think that this cool cats five might be the biggest drop we're ever going to see. Right. I mean, like, I just can't get over that McConnell. What's McConnell going for now? He's going for, I think he's up past eight right now. Is the yeah. Fred Van Vliet even going to be like worth eighty in its own? It's just, it's it's that was a wild one to me. Yeah, I mean, so one thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say to what TJ was saying, where I think the reason why the MGLE and the Hollows and those don't see as much of a dip as well is a uh, you don't have as many people buying them. And so you don't have as much of that inflation where people are making negative EV purchases just to complete the challenge. You see it elsewhere because, you know, hey, if you pay an extra $30, $40, $50 to complete a challenge, but you want to complete the challenge, like no big deal. But you're not going to start spending a couple hundred dollars just to complete and definitely not thousands. Um, And the other is because our market is still set by low ask, that is still a flaw of the system where one person can set what the kind of value of that moment is by putting it the low ass. Now, obviously it can be purchased and such, but it still comes down to that one person. And so when you have 5,500 completing it, 
5,500 each have those moments, all you need is one to put it down. When you then have 250 of them GLE, well, that's significantly fewer. And then if you go over the next level, we have 28 of the hollows. Maybe one person sets it by putting it down at 10,000, but that gets purchased. And like, there's just significantly fewer people, you know, a significant fewer percent have the ability to, uh, or are controlling the price of the market by putting it at that low ask. Well, and one of the things too, that I think is a flaw that they need to figure out. And I'm hoping they, they get it a little bit better on, on some of these new up or, you know, marketplace updates, but like, when when it's in that last call it hour or whatever before the challenges or whatever where it's kind of there's just so much volume going um throughout the different moments what happens is like that that lowest ask gets kind of stuck for like a minute or something as like it's going through the process transaction and it's not really a lowest ask because nobody's gonna be able to buy it and everybody who clicks on it's gonna fail but the i think what happens is people like click on the moment they see that it's listed for 23 dollars and then they just go straight to listing it and then they list it for 22. But if you do the little moment helper thing that comes up when you go to list a moment, you would see like just within that 30 seconds that that probably has already changed. And then you would also see that maybe there's only like two moments that are listed outrageously and then everything else is like at like a third or wall. So then it's like, hey, why don't you just list it in that wall? You know, a bunch of people are buying it. I mean, it's just like little things like that, that just like kind of screw up the kind of mechanics of it at the last minute. The one thing I was going to bring up is as I was looking through some of this Cool Cats 5 stuff, um, if you thought you were sitting pretty with 70 Dwight Howards, there's a guy out there, an account out there that has 450 Jermichael Greens. And I think, I, I, I don't know if, it, if somebody brought up in the Discord or what, but I think it's like a dormant account too, or it's some it's somebody who hasn't like really had much action in the marketplace since like february so i thought that was pretty funny as i was going through it because there was a couple other accounts who also randomly had like over 100 jamichael greens i don't know who these like crazy denver nuggets fans that are just a piling of jamichael greens but a couple of the other accounts had already like offloaded like 90 of their 100 moments and then this guy still had the 450 as i was looking today i was like man that is crazy I'd be curious to go look at that account and see what the average price was. And I wonder if Jermichael Green was one of those moments in the early series two that was going down for a dollar or two at one point, and it ended up just being maybe a bot or maybe a human, but someone just saying, hey, I am buying all of these at $1, $2, because Jermichael Green probably at one point was the lowest moment, like lowest price moment on the site. And I wonder if he ever got down to that one, two, and that's why someone has 450 if they just decided I'm going to buy the complete floor. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. But yeah. 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 Look at that. Look, look at that spike. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild. And so. let, me, let me, let me put a bow on it because to go with what John was saying, and what we're talking about the marketplace, this is actually one of the reasons why I'm bullish long-term at the current prices as well because there's a lot of market dynamics right now that are favoring, are not, not even favoring, but biasing towards prices being worth lower than the actual value of the moment, such as the low ask being the driving price for the how we value moments in the marketplace. When we get to a bid system or something more of an equilibrium, it's similar to a stock market where you, don't, you have two sides that are actually providing information on how, what they would buy it and what they would sell at, that's going to provide a bit more, A, that two-sided marketplace and drive it up. And so that combined with some of the other techni te technical things you were talking about, such as like the delay in posting and so forth, recent transactions aren't truly still on the site right now. So people can't even see like, yeah. these are all short-term technical challenges that I feel slightly bias the market towards lower prices. 
that I have confidence long-term aren't going to be there. So if we can, if you say, Hey, I have it discounted 10, 20% discount at current prices based off just market improvements. Uh, that's a reason why I'm bullish on my account, you know, and all of our accounts long-term at the current price. Yeah, no, for sure. Anything else you guys want to touch on with the challenges? So I know in the office hours, they kind of hinted at there's going to be another um, base or I guess they said there's going to be another common challenge for the cool cat six. They, they, he kind of, you know, took the base set and thinking it may be another, some sort of common moment. But um, I mean, I love these, these like base set challenges or these quick, like five common challenges. I think they're a ton of fun. And, and um, I saw, I saw somebody, um, I'm not sure where it was, but they brought up the recommendation of like, what if Top Show just did like a daily challenge? It was like five moments and it, it was just like a, I don't know, 12 hour timer or something like that. That'd be, that'd be pretty, uh, pretty wild to see some of that stuff. But what do you guys think for the cool cats? I think they're just doing a couple more 15 K's and 35 K's or, or just uh, something. Let me, let me take, let me take your ladder first. I love the idea of a daily challenge and incorporate it with a hardcore game. Hey, yeah. for today to play the game, if you have these five players, like you did play, you need to play with these five players. So if you get their moments, it'll give you a boost or something. And now it's not collecting those five to maybe complete one of our traditional challenges, but it's, yeah. you should collect these players because this is who you need to play with, or this is who you need to beat or whatever it is. And that adds that form of utility value. Um, as for the cool cats going forward, have no idea. We have no information. I love the yeah. idea of it being a kiddies and the idea of the slash 35k rookies and just saying like, hey, maybe they have a cool uh, a common challenge of just like five of these slash 35ks and they take a wide range. Uh, I think that like from a coolness factor from like, a, oh, that's a really good idea. I love. But no, we have obviously no information at all. Uh, that was just a cool idea that someone in our Discord uh, came up with. And I was like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, love, love the idea of the daily challenge and the, in, incorporating it with the game, I think, is a, a really cool idea. I think we're going to see a lot of you know, cool, fun, innovative, interesting ideas in the future. But, uh, yeah, I think all, all eyes are going to continue to be on what happens with these remaining – what's it going to be, three cool cats left after – the Fred Van Vliet, mm -hmm. right? Three more cool cats, yeah. and then then the Lamella showcase, which we're not a hundred percent sure, but they've highly alluded to it, and they've even said like we're likely doing that. So we'll see whether or not. Again, that's part of the current showcase challenge. It's going to be something different. We'll see. But if you haven't got your twenty likes, get your twenty likes. It's, I need to get my twenty likes. Actually, I'll is, be tweeting that out. Everyone needs it, to go like like my show or like my showcase. <laughs> it's free money. It is a way for Top Shot to give back to the ecosystem. There is going to be some form of a bump, whether it's short-term, long-term, or whatever, but just getting this money I can hand. And there is a non-zero chance that they also give out a cool cat moment to people who get a certain amount of likes as well. Just because they've alluded to a showcase challenge, and I'd be a little surprised if they run a whole new showcase challenge after this one, which ends in, I think, still like a couple weeks. Um, yeah. Go ahead, do it. If you're watching after we've already posted this YouTube, put it in the comments. We're doing our best to get everyone that's commented 20 likes. We've been sharing them with our Discord as well to make sure that, you know, hey, we're just going to share the wealth. Uh, get people to the 20 likes. There's no reason not to. It's better, best for everyone in the ecosystem.
Yeah. So if you're watching this after the fact, you can go ahead and put your Top Shot username in the comments. We'll make sure that that we go ahead and get those likes in. If you're watching it right now, you can actually you can even go back to one of the older videos. And any of the videos where you drop the Top Shot username in, we'll make sure that that we go ahead get all the OTM team in there to make sure we get everyone in the community those 20 likes so that we can get some free cash. Um, right. And then, yeah, so that's one of the likely cool cat. And then the other two, as John said, there's likely going to be another common challenge or something like that. And then there's one other um, that we're not exactly sure. If we go back to the initial wording, they kept saying like, hey, we're going to find unique ways to get these and to put these in the hands of collectors um, that are not just pack drops. Uh, so we'll see. They've used challenges, likely another showcase. We had the, you know, the uh, Carl Anthony Towns with the Crypto Kitties. Maybe there's something else out there that we're not sure about. Uh, we'll see. Good deal. We'll continue to keep an eye on the Cool Cats Challenge and all the others. But next, we are going to talk some badges. So, Justin, I think I'm going to kick it over to you to lead this one because this was something that I know you wanted to make sure you touched on tonight. Badges in general, but but most specifically talking through the top shot they do debut badge yep and so uh one of our friends in the you know in the community girl dad uh put out a tweet this past weekend touching on a theme that we've been talking about for probably a month or two now ever since we first started talking about these badges um and the idea of these top shot debut badges and so his quote is that you know top shot debut badges are significantly undervalued on nba top shot uh, you won't convince me otherwise, but go ahead and try. I don't want to try. I don't want to convince you otherwise. I completely agree. And the argument that we've been making is that the way that feel the experience feels right now, that there's just tons and tons of badges and that so many of these moments have top shot, bad, have top shot debut badges. But the truth is, as we go forward, that's going to be significantly less the case. So this is what we did is just kind of tracking of the, so we used common moments. We got series one on the left, series two in the middle and series three on the right. For the people listening in the podcast later on, we're just showing a chart. Hopefully I'll try to talk through it, but otherwise you can see it YouTube to actually visually see the chart. Uh, that gray in the bottom left there, that's 23%. So of the top shot common of the common moments in series one, only 23% don't have a badge and uh, majority have the actual top shot debut. And then you've got around 6% that were the rookies and have the top shot debut. If we look at series two, we're now looking at pretty much the inverse. So before when we had 70% had some form of, had the top shot debut. Now we're looking at 60%, 58% that don't have a badge. And so again, we still have some players because you have the examples of the John Wall, the Gordon Hayward, the K, uh, eh, not KD, the Gordon, Gordon Hayward, John Wall, who got their, you know, non-rookie top shot debut in series two. Um, but that's still going to significantly get fewer going forward. And so then we did a series three projection uh, where we're still looking at, hey, you know, with the moments, we still expect somewhere around 7% of the rookies to get theirs. Okay. But now we think only around 10% of the moments are going to be non-rookies getting a top shot debut. And I think going forward, it'll probably stay around that 10%, which are players that aren't rookies, but for whatever reason, just didn't have um, you know, a top shot debut. And it's just going to show you how much more rare these top shot debut badges are. And yes, there's a level of being priced in already because people do realize like, Hey, if I want to buy one, I should probably buy that first one. But I don't think it's anywhere near priced in, uh, to the point that I am only 
buying moments going forward, especially in Series 1, that have that top shot debut. Uh, I will probably also buy, you know, obviously challenges and maybe some of the more like, you know, rare legendary weird, weird stuff um, or one-off stuff um, and then rookie badges. But for the most part, Top Shot debut is where I'm valuing. And so the three jersey numbers that I purchased were all Top Shot debut. Today, I went and bought a bunch, not a bunch, a few more series ones. They were all Top Shot debut. This is where I think the value is going forward. And the market still hasn't truly kind of uh, picked up or captured, fully captured. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm lockstep with you there. I I right before the um, official kind of bad and everything like that, which was right around when the KD Seeing Stars challenge was going on. Um, I had all the KD Seeing Stars, and I was like gonna complete the challenge, and I made like an opportunity cost decision to just sell off all the KD and go grab. Um, I think I grabbed like ten or. 10 or 12 different, um, you know, series one, uh, debut badges. And, and since then I've, I think I've bought a couple more series one debuts. Um, the, the one thing that I think is, you know, a bit underrated right now is, and, and like, you know, girl dad was saying, I think this specific, these kind of blue top shot debut badges, I, I still think even though they're out in the ecosystem, like you're saying, they're just way undervalued because, I mean, when the even when you we even saw when like the initial announcements happened, um, all of the rookies like skyrocketed. All the like green three badge, two badge, whatever. Those things all went up, and then these blue kind of top shot badges had a little bit of a jump, but it wasn't as as big. And I think just because people just don't fully understand it yet, or maybe aren't realizing the kind of charts that you're showing here about how rare they really are. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving forward. It, what I like to think about is guys who, you know, are, are maybe in their third to fifth year right now where they're not going to have, you know, they didn't have the rookie badge last year or this year. Um, they're more than likely not going to have a back, back series. That's a true, you know, rookie badge that, that, you know, retroactively adds it there. Um, and if they do, then maybe it's already going to be something that is in the 4,000, you know, serial count anyways. Um, so if you look at all these guys who are, you know, in their group, kind of six years right now in the NBA um, who all, you know, you, you target some players that you think have, you know, maybe all-star potential in the next five years or something like that. If you buy their debut badge, that's effectively going to be their rookie badge um, when you look back on four or five years from now. And and I think that that's just going to make stuff go even more crazy because a lot of these guys right now maybe aren't, aren't well-established studs and haven't made an all-star game and stuff like that. But um, I mean, the, the guard's going to change, and there's going to be a lot of these young guns um, um, moving up in the popularity, you know. So are you thinking like a De'Aaron Fox? Yeah, I mean, even guys like that are, you know, maybe even a little bit more underrated than that. I mean, I I obviously love De'Aaron Fox, so I, I, can't, uh, <laughs> I can't bash him at all. But, I mean, like I, I think some of the guys I got, I mean, I, I went for a couple big name ones. Like I got a Shea, um, I got a Bam. Um, but then other guys like um, I actually did get a Miles Bridges, um, but uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's like super slept on just coming back into the season. Um, you know, Mitchell Robinson, Jared Allen. Um, I think uh, who else did I get? I think I got like the Julius Randle. But all, all those kind of guys were, you know, you know, have potential to be an all star. Um, and or you could see them kind of running the league in a couple years. I mean, those are all just great purchases right now, I think. Yeah. Corey, I'm, I'm with you on the Bradley Beal. Yeah. Pump it, those Bradley Beals. 
it's funny. There's a we'll get into this with the weekly pick and stuff because I was looking at a couple of these guys, but uh, in that range, like Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, like guys who I think still have that kind of superstar potential, uh, or not superstar, well, definitely all star potential. Um, maybe, maybe kind of for second team potential as well. Um, that still have that kind of youth and are not going to get a rookie, but as they mature, um, may become a bit more mainstream and just from a following. Yeah, and I mean one of the one of the things that I've been looking at, and I was looking at it before the badges were announced, because that this was, I mean, the Top Shot debut itself and all the series one and which moment was actually the Top Shot debut and stuff like that was, you know, a hard thing to figure out before they actually put badges on the site. Um, and so I, I created a tool that kind of looked at the actual first, you know, debut moment, the one that has the badge compared to like their, you know, their next common, right? Or like you know, a lot of the series ones, they all have a couple in that kind of a thousand or three thousand range. Um, and you know, when you look at those type of things, you kind of expect that there's going to be a premium for the guy. You know, there's going to be a premium for the badge, right? And and you know, it's not going to be the same amongst every. You know, every player is not going to have the exact same premium. But you would assume that over time, and as the market gets more efficient, and as there's more users and stuff like that that there is going to be kind of a known premium that, hey, this badge compared to his other, you know, same series moments, you kind of have to pay up for this. And even right now to this day, there's just, there's no, like, it, nothing's the same, right? There's, there's a, you know, if you look at like a LeBron or some of the bigger name guys, they have a pretty baked in premium because, and that holds pretty steady because they, you know, have, get traded a lot. And a lot of people are always trying to buy their moments. But I mean, there's, there's some moments still that are, uh, that are less valued compared to like their next common in line, even though it's a first moment badge for some of the guys who are a little bit, you know, more of a no name, but I mean, that's good stuff to kind of look at, especially with some of these series two guys and stuff like that on, you know, which, which badges are not, are not yet kind of baked in on that, on that premium side. Yep. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm completely with you guys. Definitely. Something that, that I targeted from the very beginning was the badges and the debut badges. And I agree, still think long-term, those are going to just, the more and more moments that get minted, those are just going to continue to look even more rare. And definitely think that that if you're out there collecting for the long-term, should should strongly consider looking into Top Shot debut badges. Obviously, they're, they're typically not on the cheapest end, but there's plenty of affordable ones out there. And I think it's a, a great kind of consolidation play if you have some some S2s or some 35Ks, and you're looking to, to sell a couple of those to upgrade to the debut badge, definitely advisable. And you know what? I think that leads us into the weekly pick -em. What do you say, Justin? Shall like we I, give you know, it I a go? Complain. You know, I'm not, not in any complaint mode right now. All right, guys. So here's, here's what we're going to do. We are going to go ahead – and we're going to take a look at last week's picks. So we had the plunge father on last week. We each gave our pick of the week. How this game works is that each of the OTM hosts, as well as producer Coop, as well as our guest, will each week pick a series one base moment that they think will be the largest gainer over the course of the next week in terms of percentage. We're going to verify it on this very show via the OTMNFT.com website. I've got all of the moments up here and in dead last with minus 21% over the last seven days is yours truly and my Joel Embiid. 
You know, Justin, the guy almost makes a literal full court shot for the win. And yet here he is at minus 21%. Second in line for the MVP. Second in line for the MVP. Yeah, he sat out a game because of his shoulder or whatever. He was just tired because he had to throw the ball so far. He needed a break after that. Yeah. Is there anything to learn from this? Like, I mean, as you said, like he had two. I really don't games. know. Yeah. He, <laughs> he didn't play one of the games. Like 20% to drop is a lot for like a, an elite level player. Yeah, it's a good it's a good question of like what the market didn't like the larger market didn't drop that much. No, Uh, no, he was he was actually one of the worst. Yeah, in all of like if I go, (laughs) I have all the moments up here. If I sort by opposite seven days, he was like eight. I mean, there he is. Yeah, twelve or like bottom ten. I mean, look, all all the bottom people are like some of the best players in the league. Well, to be fair though. Some of those are the thousands. So LeBron, Giannis, Jalen Brown yeah. are people that slowly oh, pick yeah. up on, oh, some of these moments are being held by top shot. And then look, yeah. others, you also, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah I can see by their circulation percentage that they're, yeah, they're lower there. Right. But, yes, okay, I came in last. We get it. Let's move on. Who came in second to last? Producer Coop. Congrats, man. Minus 11%. Hopefully, neither of us followed or, or, or no one out there followed advice from either of us not look financial at, advice look at that 24-hour push though he was doing his darnest oh. to help coop out though at the end there just wow. couldn't overcome the... <laughs> what did you send the minions out coop in the last 24 <laughs> hours to try and make up some ground but they couldn't too little too late <laughs> all right and then in third place we had the plunge father he had the michael porter jr Minus 7.67%. I mean, man, none of us could get into positive, right? None of us, none of us. No, of course. As is typically the case, the Herzig bot himself comes in plus 21% over the seven-day period. Pretty much the opposite of my Embiid. If we sort by the fastest gainers in the last week, we've got Bridges in basically tied for third place with Lou Williams. So, Justin, how how do you do it, my friend? How? Did you go about picking the Miles Bridges and man, yeah, just it'd be it'd be interesting to go back and run the show because um I remember specifically saying like I think the big thing about him is that he's getting picked up on and from a publicity stance with his dunks and my big thing about him with this platform is if he actually is a good basketball player then he's going to be perfect for this platform because his dunks are unworldly. Um, <laughs> Okay, Nick. I don't know about that. Nick, Maybe I love it. Finish Nick, I could not agree more, my friend. You, he gets it. Um, but uh, yeah. So with Miles Bridges, like he's built for this site. His dunks are just tremendous. They're almost all posters over someone. And then obviously from you know same city that I went to school, Stephen S. Scott calls up and he goes, "Hey, I'm going to tap Miles Bridges for you. I'm going to call him the new dunk king." And then there he goes on ESPN. ESPN just running those highlights. It could not have worked out any better. Stephen A. Smith must watch the Own the Moment show. It's really the only explanation. Clearly, (laughs) he's watching live right now, I'm sure. All right. So with that, we're going to be keeping score. Justin, one. Everyone else, zero. But that brings us to this week. And Justin, since you're the defending champ, we're going to go with you first. And your selection of this week is Paul George. Yes. So uh, 
for this week, I did use the combination of efforts. So one, I just kind of went and looked to see um, where do I think there's value? And so we are doing common, we're doing series one. I'm immediately ruling out everything that either A is one of the slash 1000s that still has the kind of circulation um, in Top Shot and two, I'm only shooting the Top Shot debuts. From there, just wanted to kind of look to see, okay, where do I feel that, that, that players are undervalued? Um, and I think it was, if you look at Paul George, like the player that's directly nearest him, I think is Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, like, even if you're bullish on him, he shouldn't be in the same vicinity as Paul George. Uh, we look at Paul George, we're 84% to make the Hall of Fame. We've got seven all-stars already. Uh, he's going, you know, we, we know he has the talent. He's on the Clippers as well. If he gets that actual, um, you know, from a long term with the championship, there's there. And hey, I pulled a little of TJ's thought. He's got two games on ESPN this week. He's got the at the Suns, and he's got going to work out for me. It might be a bad thing, but you know what? Maybe if you actually win a game instead of you just throw the ball half court and miss, let's play a little better basketball. It doesn't count. This isn't horseshoes and hand grenades. You got to make it in. Bailey's asking if this is a pump scheme. This is not a pump scheme. This is just a, a fun little segment. We, we, we all agreed that we're not buying anything right before or right after or at all during these. We, we may have them from long ago, but uh, just want to put that out there. It's, more, it's bought, meant to be fun more so than anything else. I bought a Paul George earlier today. I also bought a Zach Levine, and I bought a Bradley Beal because I saw a bunch of SAS ones that I found value when I was doing my research. So, uh, But, yeah, I bought one. There we go. Justin's always Actually, buying hurt, things. So. I hurt my I mean, odds because it hurts the seven-day percentage. That's true. That's true. All right, and then we've got producer Coop coming in with Steph Curry. He's just hoping that Steph's going to be bombing some threes. Said he watched a little bit of Steph against the 76ers, and quote, unquote, he is insane. Says it was down $10 <laughs> from when – that, that's the direct quote. I'm looking at it right now. So there's the analysis from producer Coop. And you know what, guys? I'm going to go back to the well here. We're doing it. We're going back. Joel 2.0. We're running it back. <laughs> if I liked it last week, how can I not like it at 20% less? So we are going to make it happen. Joel Embiid is going to be the top riser for this week. I have no explanation other than I'm the kind of guy when I lose a hand in blackjack, I just have to double down. And so there it is. Joel Embiid 2.0. Uh, if it helps TJ, I considered it just to be like, oh, how amazing would it be if I won with him being uh, the week after for TJ? <laughs> oh. And John, over to you to finish off things. Your pick is Anthony Davis. Yeah, so I think um, I definitely didn't do as much research as I probably needed for this segment, but um, I, I kind of went, you know, for the. I didn't know research the- this time. <laughs> I just put a shirt on. T <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of buy it into the uh, post-injury dip. I think they, you know, I, and I, I actually didn't even look if that's already happened or not, but uh, he has played, you know, two games now since coming back. He did get kicked in the calf last game, and that was kind of causing some concern, but um, he brushed it off, and he's going to be fine. I think he should be. He played 28 minutes last game, so I think he's going to be coming off the minutes limit where, you know, he's going to be kind of putting up normal stats again. Um, and so – and, you know, I'm. this is a very underrated part about me looking at moments, but I'm a big thumbnail guy. And this is like one of the one of the cooler thumbnails, I think, with uh, with AD and the uh, in the NBA logo. So might as well might as well see if uh, AD can have a couple big games without LeBron and and uh, pump it up there. I like it. I like, I like it. it. 
I want to throw one more thing. Uh, so we see right here, we got Jaron, Garen, um, playing at home. So uh, he's picking Sabanas for this week. If others are interested in playing from home, put your answer in chat. And then uh, next week, let us know how you did. And uh, you can kind of rub it in if you, uh, you know, embarrassed all four of us. And even better yet, after, if you put it in the, the YouTube comment, it's annoying that you can't. I know. So during the live show, you can, you can only talk in the chat. You can't put it in the comments. If you guys put it in the comments after, then we can even review some of them in uh, in next week's show. But yeah, yeah we'd I'll love to make to, to start to have this be more interactive again. The whole point is for it to be fun and engaging and, and give, give us a little bit of a sweat not to to strictly pump bags. And <laughs> I, I also, I mean, look at the – we're not going super off the board with any of these four players right here. Like, we're, we're just picking guys that are, are long-term long-term holds here. It's not like we're picking some random S1 and, and trying to pump them. I mean, it's all pretty – And there's no dump. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we pump all top shot. We just don't dump. Exactly. 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 Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Pump and hold. Oh. Fun, fun segment there. So that is going to do it for the agenda that we had. But, I mean, John, I heard I heard you have a pack. I, I do. I do. And I, as I went to uh, to load it up, I just realized this is going to bring me over 100 moments in my collection. So it's a pretty Ooh, big pack. This is big. Love that. Love that. Big. All right. You know how the stream yard works with the, the yes. volume? All right. We got a season professional. I don't know if I'm going to. If I'm gonna mess up the volume, but uh, so you have to hit share, share and then when you share, no. you do the Chrome tab and then make sure in the bottom left you hit the share all yeah. I forget to do it like 75% of the time. So all right, let's the see. where am I at packs? All right. So we got this one was from the um what was release 30. So that was the that was the stress test on Friday. I was actually John, uh, I'm gonna I was I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. Sorry, if you can give me one second. Plunge Father just showed up. Plunge Father, <laughs> you lost. You got second. So, like, pretty well done. You beat Coop and TJ. Uh, but but you didn't get a point for the guests. Valiant effort. All right. Take it home, John. <laughs> no, I was just going to say I was actually – there. I was at a Friday wedding uh, this past weekend when the stress test was going on, and I was, like, I was like fumbling out my phone as they are like, saying their vows just to make sure I was able to snag it. Um, but here we go. Let's see, let me get the volume going. All right. All right. It'll, it'll, after you open it, maybe. So I think I've got a point zero zero two chance at a Lamella four K. So pretty good. Ooh, I like your, I like those odds. There's uh fifteen number ones in this. I don't know how they're doing, but. All right. Anybody? Uh, I'll go three, three first. I'll work it from backwards here. I like it. $2.99, Westbrook. Ooh, 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 that's a solid moment. Oh, oh that's a nice pull. Yeah. Not bad at all. Right. That's a that's really nice start. $2.99. Triple, triple digits. I like that a lot. All right, next we got none. Going on the heat for now. We'll see how long that lasts. Likely going to be uh, one of the. Oh, likely a casualty of their budget situation, but uh, you know, yeah. good to get the moment. Could be his last one. All right. Last up, Lamella, baby. Let's do it. One time. Or oh, number one. Kyle Anderson, slow mo. All right. 
I mean, we really buried the lead there with that rust, though. Number 299 for a Westbrook at 35K. That's strong. I like that. I like it. That's a good pack. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a great pack. Not too bad. TJ, should I? uh, That Westbrook kind of plays into one of my my theories that I'm going to be digging into it that, and this may be just completely wrong, but I feel like there's um, a little bit more value for the lower serials of the higher mint counts than there is for the lower serials of the lower mint counts. I mean, so, at the most we'll extreme see. example, yeah. at the most extreme example, if there's 28 uh, Ben Simmonses, the number two right. only sold for a thousand more than Boaz. Again, like obviously the number nine is not that much different than 26. Now that's an extreme, but a number nine versus a number 35,000 is obviously, I think like it's going to be from a multiple stance. I completely agree. Yeah. And even when we look at like the series one, uh, if you have like the number 1100, 1100 out of 3999, like isn't that impressive? If you get an 1100 out of 35K, again, the multiple is probably going to be significantly more. So I like that. Okay. Uh, TJ, I promised the people some OTM versus the bots. I think we got to do it. I mean, the bots beat us last time, right? Uh, we went one to one, and then we're not sure about the third. So, uh, but we were three and zero the first time. So I'm hoping the bots haven't gotten better. Maybe uh, we just had kind of a slow crowd. All right. Well, we've got uh, reward the people that stuck around to the end. I like it. Give them a shot here. Let me share my screen, and uh, I'll rip open a a pack. So, John, this game is that we rip open a pack. And then Justin, what are you going to take? One of the moments, Justin? Just do it. Just do one here. We'll see how it goes. We'll see because uh, you know if the bots, if the bot loses, maybe we play again. True. So he'll take one, list it for a dollar, let everyone in the chat know who the moment's going to be, so that they can be refreshing, and then see if they can buy it for a dollar before one of the bots does. It's basically a way for us to to do a giveaway without because the gifting can sometimes be a pain now. Right, and give it out. Uh, I think this, this is an awesome game. I kind of puts, every, kind of puts the whole tab on, chat on tilt, which is my favorite part. Yeah, exactly. I'm oftentimes driving home from work as this like, game is going on, so I, I don't risk uh, driving up a freeway to try to get a one dollar moment. John, do not play while you are driving. There are yeah. no recommended possible driving. All right, we're gonna start off with the middle number two. We got a high cereal. We got Okora. Okay. Get a nice little clip and Cavalier there. Isn't he a rookie? That? Isn't he a rookie? That should be a double badge, right? Yeah, I, think, I think it shows up afterwards. Yep. yep. Double badge. Always love that. Um, maybe, maybe a cool cat kitty. We shall see. All right. Number three. What are we working with? All right. Interesting cereal there. Ooh, another dude. double. Another. Okay, we got two rookies another here, kitty. and we know that I am a big fan of the Patrick Williams. Uh, got a stack of those slash four Ks. Let's go All with right. the trifecta. Come on, one more rookie. Let's see, we got low cereal. All right, Dennis Smith Jr. You, you just gotta round out a pack sometimes. Not too bad. Nice yeah. little dunk though. Little man getting up. Very cool. Four right. badges in, in one base pack is pretty nice. Yeah, not not a horrible cereal too with that number three thousand. Still a top ten percent. 
Alright. We're gonna give out a nice little cereal to the uh and hope the bots do not steal this. We ready? Let's go. Let's go, OTM community here. Get the F5 ready. Alright. Get the trigger fingers ready. We're gonna need everyone to go to Dennis Smith Jr. Let me I can actually pop the link into the chat for slash 35k. Yeah, there you Dude. guys can see the those are the three top shot debuts that I was talking about earlier that I bought earlier today. Some good value. Good value. What serial number did you get, Justin? Two nine seven one. Oh, that is an next serial number. Yeah. Let's see what we're looking at with uh, other low. What's the lowest ask around that? That's uh, going to take a long time. Try cereal. That's also going to take a while. All right. So something around this is we're seeing 8, 10, 10, 15. Okay. So not bad. Looking like you're getting maybe like a 10 to 20% premium for that. Um, interesting to kind of see. And obviously just difficult to sell at that place but if you put it for low ass you will definitely get that sold so are we ready teach let's do it up okay pulling it for sale i know it's going to take a second because i still got to confirm make sure we're refreshing people remember you guys are on a slight delay yeah from what you're seeing There's about 10 seconds or so uh so yeah. I will. We just got, we just saw someone undercut in real time and low ask one from sixty five. <laughs> Someone about to get undercut. Someone's in the chat like, "Oh, this is a great time <laughs> to get rid of my Dennis Smith Jr." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Good luck, OTM. Here Let's it is. Beat. Let's beat get it. Those bots. Let's get it. All right. Beat processing. People right now, if you are listening, it is probably already available. It has to be. I, I will. Be. I did have one one time I posted a moment that uh, it was like during the end of a challenge or something. And as it was in the pending, before it got to green, it, it updated to green and said your moment was sold. Didn't even say your moment was for sale. I was like, wow. Ooh, that was impressive. Interesting. Yeah, that's impressive. For here, it's basically just kind of F5-ing here until I see yeah. that uh, own moment's no longer me. Um, what's the, let's see, what's what's chat saying? Are they tilted? Already yep, gone, already so gone. fast. I'm really gone in microseconds. Oh no. I'm hoping it's someone in chat. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I got faith in you, OTM fam. I don't, I don't, I don't think the bots are quicker than you guys this time. Still hasn't gone through fully. Nope, nope. <laughs> now everybody's got a five-minute timer. They're all, everybody's pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's fine. So five minutes. For uh, so for listing, there was only a one minute timer because after I listed, it was pretty quickly. King underscore Ocean is our winner. Let's see, King underscore Ocean has a couple showcases. Wait, here we go. We got Wait, it. Oh, wrong thing. 
Yang Wang says, I got it. There you go. Let's King go. Ocean. King Ocean, yeah. OT has beaten those bots. Let's King go. King Ocean, there we go. Congrats. <laughs> it looked legit. Right. Let's go. Hey, King Ocean is going to get some likes. Let's get some likes on oh. those showcases. Yeah, well yeah. Well done. Pop his yeah. link, the link to the, uh, his or her showcase into the chat. Also, producer group behind the scenes saying that we need a, a, a tune for Beat the Bots, and I completely agree with that. We need, like, after we as we kick transition to the Beat the Bot segment, we need like a little 20 second jingle our that version. we can play. Our version of Jeopardy. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Coop, just make sure it's uh, not something stolen from somewhere else. So then we can make sure we still collect our 20 cents per show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. I'm going ahead and liking the showcase right now. All right. Boom. Good. They're asking, well, they're I'm asking what I think we're <laughs> <laughs> was it mobile was it yeah uh you know i mean the the truth is i believe that if you are f5ing and we get it at the right time it should beat a bot because bots are still scraping the sites to find those values and yes it's going very quickly but i think it's still taking longer than like a two or three second now what their bots are better at is going through the processing so if they're using a high-speed internet, once they identify it, clicking it and going through, that's where they're going to catch up and you know pick up some time against us, us users. Um, but there's no doubt we have a head start and just got to hope the people who get there, someone with a fast sub-off internet connection can get through to the dapper and click accept or click purchase. Oh, this was fun. I think we end on a good note with one zero OTM. <laughs> Blake says he said he was on the TI-83. I was playing Dope Wars or all those games that you could play on the TA-83 back in the day. So good. All right. So that now we bring our career record to four and two against the bots. Four, two, and one. Eh, we're going to just ignore that one. We're four and two. Okay. Okay. I like it. We can do whatever we want. It's our show, right? I mean, and what are the bots going to do? <laughs> yeah. The bots The bots can't watch our show. They, they can't, you know, they can't identify what's a crosswalk versus what's a traffic light versus what's sure. a boat. Right. Yeah. So. Take that, bots. All right, guys. Fun show tonight. I think we're just about ready to wrap it up. John, do you want to kick it to you one last time? Final words for the people. Let everyone know, once again, where they can find you so they can follow you on Twitter, subscribe to your Substack, all of that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Follow me on Twitter, John Boy Beats. Uh, the pinned tweet is the uh, sign-up for the Substack. For the Substack. Uh, $5 a month, you can get the uh, Google Sheets and a daily email. If not, just hop on the uh, the free one as well, and, and you'll still get that weekly long-form analysis. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It was, uh, it was a pleasure chatting it up and, and going through the uh, upcoming week in the Top Shot world. Yeah, this is awesome. We always love John's analysis, either on Twitter and the Discord and so forth. And, uh, you know, we're excited to bring someone on who I know is uh, – as I mentioned, from a mental investment in time, so much into the cool cats, and uh, we'll continue to kind of keep track and watch you and uh, watch your analysis as, you, as we go forward. I right love it. Yeah, just then, with uh, us. Oh, go, go ahead. I was going to say, and then one other thing. Um, so for tomorrow, I believe, I want to give a shout out to, from the OTM community, up to the OTM fam, uh, Bachman, uh, had a big weekend. Uh, so he secured himself an MGLE pack. He was in the live final for the FanDuel NBA. 
And uh, he will be kind of giving his uh, a kind of recap of all of that with a producer Coop After Dark special. Uh, so they'll be recording that tomorrow and then publishing it. Uh, but I'm excited personally to kind of listen on that and hear how everything went. Definitely. Yep. Little little extra show for you guys this week. So look look out for that. We'll we'll probably tweet or something once that's live. But it'll be it, it won't be a live show. It'll be recorded. We'll post it out to the YouTube channel. Producer Coop will be having Bach on talking through the the live final experience. Open up his MGLE pack before that challenge expires and talking through some of the other stuff that he has going on over here at OTM. And then if you're still watching the show, go ahead, hit that like button while you're still here. And remember that as we close the show, if you A, want us to like your showcase, you can go ahead, put your Top Shot username in the comments. And B, if you want to give us your pick for the week, drop those in the comments as well. And we'll probably review some of those next week on the show. With that said, on behalf of Justin, on behalf of John, and on behalf of Producer Coop behind the scenes, I am TJ Lasig, and we will see you guys next time.